You're listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to episode two of Podcast Miss Season Two. I'm so excited to welcome an OG guest. OG. <laughs> an OG guest. She was on way back in July where we had a conversation. Can you believe it was July? I can't believe it was July. Um about July has been a long time ago. Long time coming. But today we're back together to record this second episode of Podcast Miss. Oh, it's my mom, by the way. I probably should say that. <laughs> I'm the original OG. <laughs> you were literally the first guest I ever had on the show. So yeah, totally OG. But today we're talking about hospitality, traditions, decorating, the more, I guess, adulting side to Christmas, for sure. <laughs> and some might say my favorite things. Some of your favorite things, for sure. But before we jump into the episode, I wanted to let you know that you should stay until the end to hear about Mom's Fun Project. It was already revealed on our Instagrams, but it's so fun to talk about it here, right? It's very fun to talk about. Very fun, but without further ado, hi, Mom. Hi. (laughs) Firstborn, who will be 2020. That's nuts. In a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think... One so the, you can tell me all about my traditions because you've lived through them all for that's 20 years. That's very true. That's very true. Well, but I think... built a lot of them around you, sort of, too, and yeah. birthdays. and Yeah. yeah. Ian, Olivia, and Isabel are, like, reeling right now. Sorry <laughs> to your siblings who already think that you're the favorite. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know. Oh, goodness gracious. Firstborn privileges are that they just are the guinea pigs, I think, at all things. They are. Or I am. You are. Firstborn. <laughs> I'm firstborns are (laughs) pretty sure it's me at this point yeah Yeah. but anyway we're talking about traditions decorating hospitality so it's just going to be a fun conversation about it right yeah you're like nervous yeah i'm not nervous (laughs) i'm just wondering where you want me to start you're the interviewer here i guess so well i guess we can start with what were some of your favorite traditions when you were growing up we're talking about for Christmas and yeah, season, cr- right? Christmas. Yeah, I guess the favorite tradition was always that we would gather somewhere, family, whoever's home, on Christmas Eve. It didn't matter where. Mm-hmm. It's just I always loved to be in a house where there were lots of people. Right. And usually there was lots of noise and chaos, and sometimes food that I didn't like to eat because I was quite a picky eater as a kid. Thanks um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> You aren't always a picky eater. You became a picky eater. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I chose true. to raise you with not being a picky eater, and you yeah, went down that other road. But, yeah, um, okay. So that Christmas Eve, being around people was always my favorite. And, you know, just being able to gather in the car, getting dressed up, and going to wherever we had to be for the different grandparents side or the aunt's house or the you know what who was it you know whatever side my mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family my dad's side of the family and then sometimes gathering with my siblings as we got older and you know and then of course I started dating your dad mm-hmm. when I was 19 
which is how old you are right now. Holy oh boy. Moly. <laughs> and we, I think our first Christmas, we actually went to mass on Christmas morning, as I was just telling you, mm -hmm. it was so crowded. We got there. So we had been dating, not the very first Christmas, because we started dating in September. So Christmas that first year, we were, we got together somewhere, I don't know, maybe at night or something, at one of the houses. I don't even remember that very first, but the very first year that we were together and then a couple months, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to, that was in 1989. And so this was 90, 1990, right? And Goodness. we went to Christmas mass in the morning. And I remember, because like always, I'm always 10 minutes late to everything. <laughs> I don't know if it was my fault or your dad's, but we got to mass. And of course, at the time, I wasn't even Catholic, so I didn't yeah. have any knowledge of these things quite that way, even though I had a lot of friends growing up from high school that were Catholic, and I did go to mass a lot with certain friends. But we got into mass, and it was vestibule standing room only. Mm. And it... Classic. <laughs> anyway, it was kind of crazy, but, you know, we hung in there for a little bit, and it, it just was crazy. So... So going, going to church. So that? going to church was like is going, your tradition. Going to church. That that was actually the beginning of we're going to church. And honestly, before that, we were already dating, you know, for so long, and we had worked on the weekends, at night, and you know, afternoons or mornings at the the country club or the cricket club where mm -hmm. we worked, and where we met, and then worked with a lot of our friends, and we ended up going to church on Sundays, as part of our dating time. Oh yeah, hilarious, right? <laughs> I know. Because we were always together socially, but we needed time away from that social scene because we would go to work with everybody and all the people we worked with would always go out after work or whatever. So you guys or we said would you... be in college and doing studying, but the only time that we really had like time away was let's go to mass. Mm -hmm. And then we met the priest who ended up marrying us and mm -hmm. baptizing all of you because we would go to church all of the time and we made friends with the priest and as we would leave mass quite a bit and mm -hmm. he ended up being part of my conversion to the Catholic church and whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Fun. So church was always the center of everything. Yeah. And what did I do? We decided to get married at Christmas mm -hmm. because why not make Christmas more chaotic? Mm -hmm. Quite <laughs> Sorry to my friends and family <laughs> who had to come to a Christmas wedding. <laughs> not Christmas, but like December 27th. So, so Christmas. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, rehearsal dinner, and then wedding. Yeah. People were not happy, but it was a fun wedding and it snowed it on looks, our wedding day. It looks like it was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. church, church was your Church tradition. has definitely become, was our, the centerpiece of our mm -hmm. holiday for Christmas, for Easter. And then I guess as we, when we got married finally, okay, so we dated for seven years. So we, <laughs> we went to lots of mass together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we, I became Catholic before, a year before we got married and then when we got married, we could walk to church, or which was a different parish than the church that we got married in, but it was easy enough on some Sundays to just get up and walk down the street and around the block, you know, because in this area, there's a church on every corner, right? Mm -hmm. Not a lot of them are quite the same as they were, but so Christmas Eve mass became the thing to the point where even when you guys, except with, you know, the exception of the particular years, like your birth year, mm -hmm. we, we did, we planned to go to Christmas Eve mass, but we came two weeks early so yeah. thanks for ruining that plan there. <laughs> that was the one year and the only time you, i'm ever early <laughs> yeah you were only yeah you were pretty good and then when your sister was born in 2005 she was she was actually due on christmas eve seriously right? mm -hmm. you see the christmas chaos mm -hmm. she actually came on the 15th again mm -hmm. early your other sister wasn't due in december but march but she came early your mm -hmm. brother 
He tried to hold on. <laughs> he was the only one who was a day late. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the tradition's always been that Christmas Eve, we always went to Mass on Christmas Eve. I don't, I don't, there might have been one Christmas Day when you and Ian were little that we got to Mass on Christmas Day, but I, I can't say that for sure. I think yeah. mostly it was Christmas Eve Mass. Yeah. And then as the four of you got older, you know, there were a couple of years when we tried to do the four o'clock pageant mass with little kids. Mm. You can see me holding my head. Um, <laughs> that was always a lot of fun because parking, you know, at the furthest spot you could from the the church in our small parking lot. And then, you know, everybody wanted to go to four o'clock because then they wanted to do dinner and then they wanted to get home with their kids. Yeah. And there were the years that you were in the pageant. Your mm-hmm. sisters were the mayor, uh, the angels, you were Mary. Mm-hmm. So those were fun years, and yeah. we just always made church like our our main tradition to the point where this year, you know, Christmas oh, yeah. or Easter came and went, and that her sister sad. was so upset. We all were upset, like we're just missing, you know, Easter Mass and that tradition. And then Olivia, who's so funny <laughs> that she wrote to the Archbishop thanking him <laughs> for keeping the Mass open for Christmas this year because, you know, mm-hmm. she was pretty, you know, upset that that's the consistency that we've always kept. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big deal for, for a lot of us. And I know that there was a lot of, a lot of Catholic people this year that were particularly upset. They didn't get to go to Easter mass. And so if anything, they're like, Lenten got ruined some Easter and or Advent's not getting ruined right. this year. And so I don't blame them. Like Olivia says, it's like that tradition of going to church for some people might just be like, you know, okay, we're just going to church, but for us, it's just like, you know, our priest singing hallelujah <laughs> before mass opens, and like, just having that real community feel when you right. go to mass um, on Christmas Eve. I will say Christmas Day mass is just not, not happening. I it's don't... not the same. It's a beautiful thing for yeah. people. But we just always like the, the beauty of the light yeah. in the dark. Yeah, on Christmas. I mean, I know that's not the only reason, but I mean, and and of course, when little kids will wake up on Christmas morning at 6 a.m. You want nothing else to do? You Well, (laughs) yes, right? I don't have any, I would go to Mass on Christmas Day, too, because personally, we have done that, you know, your dad and I, when you guys were not in the world, but we would like it because it would be less less people mm-hmm. but there is something about even just being surrounded by all of that community in church on christmas eve mm-hmm. and seeing people dressed up that you might see running in in their sports gear on a sunday if they're running yeah. to whatever you know sports event or you know what other things they have going on mm-hmm. so it was it's fun to see that and yeah. of course it's really fun when you get into church and the different churches over the years that we you know moved Mm-hmm. you know, through for whatever season that we were in, whether they were our local parish or changing parishes for mm-hmm. different reasons or school chapels that we would go to. Those seasons were all beautiful for the differences that they were, right? Yeah. And it's been kind of fun to see the differences of the, the those moments where the one, you know, when you guys were little, how chaotic <laughs> bringing all the little ones that you were, mm-hmm. you know, carrying each of you on our hips and, you know, and praying that you could survive eating a snack before mass mm-hmm. and then, you know, getting to, to, to wherever we were heading for dinner, if we were heading out anywhere mm-hmm. else, because, you know, with little kids, it was always hard to, you know, meet somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so. think like this year is going to be interesting to see, but I feel like that sense of consistency that they are still keeping church open 
hopefully in our end of the world at least our, yeah, yeah at least in our state they are but just keeping that open is kind of almost relieving that we right. we are having something else to look forward to this year it's almost there we're in the home stretch of finishing yeah. out this year we're gonna finish it pray that it, you know things stay as they are yeah we've had a little more you know normalcy in that respect with some music starting to come back and yeah yeah you know we'll see how that all goes in the yeah. next couple of weeks yeah you know, we're limited very limited in how they're putting out mass right mm-hmm. you know they're going to do more masses and less people and mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people are opting to not go and that's perfectly fine choice for others yeah. you know yeah. we just wear our masks and go to church you know yeah. do yeah. what we have to to protect ourselves and others and be respectful of others and in their their concerns medically yeah exactly yeah. and i think like one of the coolest things this year is like how much technology is really like forced us to adapt Mm -hmm. or we've had to adapt and use technology and so a lot of people are live streaming mass and it's like adding this element of I guess like I don't know just this like I said adaptation to things that you probably wouldn't expect it from people before and just giving them access to absolutely other things and doing like student Christmas parties or something like that it's kind of fun yeah (laughs) we, we embraced that during the spring season yeah. that you know easter was sad for us and it was to the point didn't we ride over to the church parking lot we did we just <laughs> we just went in the church parking lot like because our... they were recording and we went and said hello to our our priest and pastor there yeah wasn't that when they did the drive-through like easter blessing or was that mother's day that they did that they did that mother's day and they did it on saint patrick's day which i is, feel like there was yeah because yeah. that was the name of our parish but right yeah yeah, that's kind of funny, but it's just like church is probably of... Mother's Day. It wasn't in March because we didn't have the, yeah, not quite yet. It was Mother's Day because <laughs> we were already, people were already in March being, you know, really locked down. Yeah, that's around true. The 13th, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, man. So you're yeah. asking about other, other traditions? <laughs> yeah. Besides yeah. church, is there anything else that you did growing up? that oh, well I didn't do a lot of church myself growing up right right when you were growing up for me growing up my mother's birthday is tomorrow the December 8th when this is live <laughs> say that this again. goes live tomorrow yes so, oh, so this is today. today yes today what am I saying this is today I happy no feast of the immaculate conception yes I'm yes. so confused about my day yeah <laughs> it's Monday <laughs> it's not it's Tuesday so my mother's birthday mm-hmm. is December 8th mm-hmm. today Today. So we are celebrating her birthday. Mm-hmm. And as kids, we were not allowed to decorate until after her birthday. Now, my mother was not raised Catholic. Her mm-hmm. father was Catholic. I don't know what Protestant religion she mm-hmm. was, but she was somebody who always read the Bible, had it all, you know, always. <laughs> we went to the local Baptist church when we were kids because it was convenient and, you know, mm-hmm. where we were. And that's just where her community was at the time. And I only say that because December 8th being the Immaculate Conception. It's a very Catholic thing. It's a Catholic thing. Mm-hmm. And I was aware of it because of her father's side of the family right. being Irish Catholic. What, How much I knew about it, mm-hmm. I didn't really know until, you know, I got into high school when I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And I knew more about it. But she just didn't want anybody decorating before her birthday. <laughs> so... I mean, that's kind of funny. Why? I, I don't know. It's just what she did. <laughs> I guess she didn't want to get lost. If you have a December birthday, she didn't want to get lost in the, in the, you know, I guess the excitement of Christmas and then have a birthday lost. I don't know. Interesting. Yes. 
you know, <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yeah. So then we, my parents did it. We didn't start decorating until at least after the 10th, whatever that weekend was. And I don't even know if we did, I don't think we did the Christmas tree. In fact, I think Santa decorated the Christmas tree from our, from my memory oh. on Christmas Eve. That's sad. Santa was a very, very busy man. <laughs> and it wasn't my mom. So, and we often did most of our Christmas shopping and theirs included, Santa's included, very close to Christmas for financial reasons, mm -hmm. right? So whatever financial, you know, extras they had, they would save up till the very last minute to buy Christmas. And I'll be honest, I remember going to like the toy store with them. Mm -hmm. It's called Kitty City, then became the toys, toys R Us or whatever later. But mm. so we would go to one end of the store and whoever was the shopper would go to the other end and that would be the distraction. And I remember, and which is probably why I love being surrounded by a lot of people, a lot of people shopping at the last minute on oh, Christmas Eve. Of course. Right. We didn't have Amazon. We didn't have any, you know, obviously online shopping. I remember specifically the year that the Cabbage Patch dolls were out mm. and I wanted one. I mean, I was probably on the cusp of being just about ready to not be into dolls, but knowing that my dad, knowing that we wanted them, he searched high and low. And I remember, I can imagine. I'm, I, I don't know whether it was actually Christmas Eve or very close to it where he did not get them and he did not want to disappoint for Christmas. And I still have that Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's one of the, I had two doll, two babies and, and, and I have both of them. Right. right? Yeah. Saved them and I don't know that I preserved them, but they're still here. <laughs> they're still in our presence. And the girls and you have played with them a lot yeah. over the years. Um, so I knew that anything that we really wanted, they, they would do what they could to give us mm -hmm. those gifts. They were not, yeah, they enjoyed giving us Christmas gifts. And I remember yeah. my dad wrapping presents very meticulously. Very meticulous. <laughs> you know. I do. You know. Um, and even to the point when I was in my teens, he knew how much I loved photography and he, you know, really spared no expense in finding a good camera for mm -hmm. me, which is something that I still have you still upstairs. Have, yeah. yeah. I don't use that camera. It's a, it was a, you know, true SLR, like brass body Minolta camera. Actually, what did you I, just I, say? I know, like, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> SLR, <laughs> brass body Minolta camera. Right? Yes, Hello, Minolta. We'll have to show a little picture in the show notes of that yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's where my love for photography came in. And I think I actually wrote about that last year, maybe somewhere along the way about him. Oh, buying, yeah. yeah. Was that like the, the, the picture, picture of the, of the yeah. 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 So I'll have to link to that yeah. somewhere or something. So, but that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So that was a thing. And I think pajamas every year were a thing, like slippers. I was going to say, did you guys do I don't that? know if they were super consistent, but I know you have all been we super have. consistent. You know, every year, Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. The doorbell would ring. Mm -hmm. Even if we had the gathering here at our house. We figured out somehow. They would be at the door. The reindeer food would be sprinkled as we got back from mass. Which, by the way, close your ears to the little ones who don't know, <laughs> was the distraction <laughs> to get the Christmas pajamas on the front step. Yeah, yeah. So while you were doing that, somebody was running in the house, putting them out, outside so that when you came in the house, they'd be outside. It was like, it was perfect every single year. And I'm like, I don't even know how you guys did it, but it, it was it just every, year. every single year. And I, you probably did last year too, without us even, yeah, there, we had like a bunch of people here last year and you guys still managed Many to years. do that. I think yeah. one year, one of your cousins threw it out the door for me. Yeah, yeah. I can just imagine they them doing that. It was fun. And you know, there are always those little, 
the, the, those gifts were the the pajamas. And I forget there was one other thing that we would do a lot. Oh, the ornament. We right? always so do Lennox ornament yeah. every year. I yeah. think last year was the first year we didn't do it because we just couldn't find. Or did we do them last year? I don't we just remember. couldn't find them for whatever reason that were mm. different enough than the years before. You know, and they yeah. would always be like a Disney thing that you were into or. Mm -hmm. You know, Mickey Mouse or yeah, which of course, Disney, or a cartoon like The Grinch or something that whoever. Oh yeah, yeah. We were decorating them the other night, and it's always so fun to like pull them out every year and forget who's is who's. Well, I was really good at the beginning <laughs> of writing your initials in the bottom in the year. Yeah, well, that happened for the first four years, and mm. I don't know. Then I had four kids, and yeah. four kids, four. Yeah, who knows? They who knows? know now, and by the end of this year, when we're packing them off again, and we'll, I'll, I'll probably go back and mark everybody's because I remember like, you know, mm -hmm. Olivia and Isabel were into Frozen. So this, somebody like Elsa, somebody like Anna. Anna. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Brain freeze. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's those little things are so fun to look forward to every single year. And even though like almost 20 is still kind of look forward to those. And so what have been, I guess the coolest things for you to look forward to us doing in our traditions every year well the pajamas mm -hmm. the chocolate for advent the advent chocolate year, yeah the cho advent chocolate which yeah. is not advent but christmas because it's really not advent but it's like an advent calendar yes chocolate. but it starts december 1st so it's not really yeah it's not advent christian related per yeah se, right. right and what no no big deal there but I didn't get them this year because <laughs> I don't know the last time I've been to the supermarket, which is where I would pick them up in my typical routine. And over the years, because I had a wedding in December, mm -hmm. because I had babies due in December. Well, you were doing January, but you came early. Mm -hmm. And I remember shopping outside of the gap when I was due with you. Well, not quite due. And I told your dad, I'm like, we need to shop, go get a few things for whoever else we had to get gifts for family members. Like, we really need to go to the store. And he went into the gap, and I was sitting outside on this bench waiting at, at outside of, in the mall. And this security guard came up to me. Did I ever tell you this? I don't know. And he said, ma'am, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm okay. He said, you do not look good. <laughs> I'm like, well, that is not something you ever tell a pregnant woman. But I was very, very pregnant. Yeah. Because that was on Wednesday night. I had the I went into labor the next morning with you. So I obviously he Oh. <laughs> or actually maybe within like maybe that was Tuesday night that, and and I had you on a Thursday so maybe it was like Wednesday Yeah. I was just feeling funny all day. Not that I would have known that I was in labor. I really didn't. But dad got up to get ready for work and you know clearly my water broke so I was having you that day. Oh um, my gosh. There was, no, there was no surprise with that, right? Uh -huh. uh -huh. But the man was obviously going there. <laughs> So because of that, I started to shop earlier for Christmas mm -hmm. and had most things done before December, right? And then when I had Ian again, I was pregnant, doing Jack, not till the end of January, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, everything was in place and, mm. you know, you know, God forbid anything came along earlier, just, you know just what I mean? Sense. So it, you just, I just became used to that. So this year who's shopping for anything the mm -hmm. way we normally do. So I never got the advent chocolate and plus we again, go to the I store about that last week. Huh? Plus we go to the store. Well, now you guys go to the store and we forget. Well, I never <laughs> asked you to do it. No, it was never even that. It's just, I didn't, but yeah, yeah. I just, I saw them one day and I thought, Oh, I better go get them. And it just hasn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what did you happen. what did you write about in relation to that? So other traditions, right? Mm-hmm. That were kind of changing up. So I was telling Isabel, who I said, oh, if, you know, she asked me about the chocolate, the littlest one. Yeah. She's not so little at 12 anymore. But, <laughs> and she's always so forgiving. She said, oh, I said, I failed you as a mom. I know. What was <laughs> <laughs> me? And she was super sweet about it. And we were starting to read the Christmas Carol for our little reading that we're doing for the month of December, the girls and, mm-hmm. and I, for their school um, work that we decided on. And it made me think because here we were talking about the chocolates in the mm-hmm. middle of the day last week and felt bad about that. And then it made me think of their Christmas Carol, which we were reading mm-hmm. and how every year we go down to the city to see the the light show. Mm-hmm. And then we trek upstairs on the escalator in Macy's <laughs> in Philadelphia to go up to the, the Dickens village. Yeah. Little tour cottage tour. I don't it's know. Like it's like a walk through. Yeah. It's the story of Marley and, Christmas Carol, right? And as I was reading that, I thought, you know, this is such a year where I kind of felt sort of emotional about the fact that we weren't going to get to do certain things, you know, that they're just not happening because yeah. that it's not happening this year, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, wherever the crowds are, they have to disperse those crowds from mm-hmm. sad as it is, we have to just adjust. So mm-hmm. what were we doing? We're reading the Christmas Carol by chance. How fun is that? Yeah. Yeah. So it turned out to be okay you know but how many of those traditions are we going to have to sort of reroute and figure out what's the new thing going to be yeah exactly we go to longwood gardens every year and that's not out as an option but you know it's still not quite the same the way we would do it in the past you know but yeah um trying to think of other things that we've done so much new york city i mean we go up to new york city since isabel has been in a baby Bjorn when she was mm-hmm. like six months old. That was the first year we took you guys up there. Two double strollers walking through the city on December 8th. Yeah, of course. We always would go on December 8th. Actually, it might have been December 7th because I don't think Close we enough. Were. Yeah, so right. how many years ago, right? That was a long time ago. And uh, two double strollers and two mom, uh, two mom, mom and dad, two mm-hmm. adults, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's nuts. <laughs> we did not take anybody. What a crazy night that was, but it was fun. Yeah. And so that was the story. Like, then we would go to American Girl and birthday gifts would be found. And yeah. new Christmas ideas would come into play that I might have forgotten to order. Mm-hmm. So we would sneak things that... The double stroller was like the present hider. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that was a problem when it wasn't, you know, in use any longer, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, I think like New York City was always like one of my fondest memories growing up. Not that I'm not growing no, up, but, but you know, you like... Were, when you were little, it's <laughs> part of our story, right? Yeah, and just going, being able to go on Fifth Avenue, and we would walk down there and... See all the lights and all the... Yeah, it was so, it was so magical going up there, and I think the one year, maybe three years ago, we went in March, I was like, this is weird. So like, I'm so used to being there with the tree up and the lights and everything. Um, it felt really, city, but it felt really out of place. It did feel, because we missed the, the whole rush of the season. Yeah, because we didn't, did, we didn't even go in the Christmas, did we? We didn't go Christmas that year because we were there, because we had stayed for March. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was kind of crazy to, like, you know, be there at a different time. Um, but of So course, last year we went, not Christmas, but, like, our anniversary, right? Was that last? No, it was two years ago. Oh, so we didn't even go last year. We didn't go last year, right? Yeah, no. And then, oh, because... Because they came in town. They, our yeah. friends came in from England, and they came to Philly instead, Yeah, right? right. That's why we spent the time here with them. But the year before that, we went to New York on our anniversary. It was a spontaneous trip. Literally that morning. Mm-hmm. The year before that, 
we went, and that's the year we saw, finally, <laughs> the Christmas show. That oh, was the first year we right. saw all the years we wanted to and thought the about rockets. it each time when you were younger, which would have been fun. But it was actually really fun that you were able to appreciate it yeah. being older. You know, like we went up for the show. We walked through the city a little bit, got to the time was we, you know, got into the city to see the show and then spent the rest of the time walking around the city for a little bit. But we yeah. were... Yeah. It's just a little, because it was earlier. It was like in It was actually November. (laughs) So I don't even, I think they may have just put the tree up or not even put the tree up yet. But things were decorated, just maybe not the tree. No, yeah. And I think that was always just such a cool thing. And I think the Rocket Show was like a one and done. Like you see it, it's like kind of cool. Yeah, it was good. It was worth going, but I don't know that we would have to do it again. No, yeah. And I think like even the the light show and the Dickens Village and everything, it's like sad that they're not there this year because that's like one of the traditions we look forward to right. doing every as year. As goofy as it is and as many times as we've seen it. <laughs> it's it's the same it's thing true. every single time. You we park in know the same what, parking lot. We stay in the same exact spot at Macy's time. every single year. Shoe department, I try on shoes as well. Yeah, it's, but it's just, it's just like that tradition that you look forward to every year. So I guess my question is how or what's your advice for keeping traditions when uh, times are as weird as they are right now? How are you adapting? Well, I guess that's a tough question, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the, there's going to be a lot of things to adapt because you can't do things that aren't going to be a, an option. So we have to get creative and see other options. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so if we can't do light shows, do we find ways to go find light shows of our own, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether there are outdoor places, and I know a few around here, and I guess that's something that we all have to be mm-hmm. able to do. If they're in places where you can't even really go out in your whatever mm-hmm. state restrictions are, you know, I guess the question would be, what can you create at home? Yeah, exactly. You know, and if your kids are of certain ages, this is a great time to start traditions yeah. at home. Because having seen even the New York thing, as fun as it was, it, it was it was our fondest memory. Mm-hmm. But that first year, you know, you guys were little and hit Olivia for 30 seconds. No, three seconds was outside the door, and we thought she was outside the door and wondering where she was because she just couldn't push the rotating door herself, right? Yeah. The re- revolving door herself. You know, it's a big deal having a little kid step outside of yeah. the, the New York City. So, like, that responsibility, it makes you think of that Chesterton quote where you mm. go all around the world and you end up back, at, you know, home anyway, right? Mm. And I'll quote that number, that exact quote in a few minutes. Paraphrase. Paraphrase. <laughs> That's my paraphrase of the Chesterton quote. There's so many things that we have done at home because of the year when you had surgery Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, walking around in a boot because I had, you know, my foot was injured and the year after my dad passed away, we didn't kind of do things the same, Mm -hmm. you know, because traditions change and people come in, you know, obviously are not part of your life anymore Mm -hmm. and only in spirit, right? So... You, we have to adapt to the things that we're doing, you know, and this year, you know, like tomorrow's my mom's birthday and she's in a nursing home. So yeah. we're trying to figure out what's a great thing to do. And there's really not much we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and you know, she's really locked down at this point to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. So what can you, tre- what can you create it in your own time? And I remember when you had your surgery the first year that we, maybe did more gingerbread house making. Yeah. Or actually, you know, one, one year we did the bedroom door decorating. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. That's right. So we did, and the girls were reminding me of that, where you guys had to decorate your door Mm -hmm. 
And was that last year or the year before? I forget. No, it was a couple years ago. ago. I can't remember when we did that. But they, everybody decorated a door and, Mm -hmm. you know, came up with some fun with Christmas lights and whatever. So you guys really decorated your own rooms and the doors to have some sort of fun theme. Yeah. I mean, if your kids are really little, it's just a matter of doing craft things or Mm -hmm. more story time, movie time. I mean, there's just so many things that you can come up with that... Mm -hmm changed the traditions from outside your home to inside your home Mm -hmm. and and that changed for us too over time where it became less christmasy and more adventy yeah exactly right because now you all went through catholic school for so long right until you're in college now right you're still at a catholic school still still a faith-based school yeah and the girls had always been until they now are homeschooled for lots of different reasons right Mm -hmm. but we're still trying to, I totally lost the train of thought was why I was saying that. Adventy. Oh yeah. So back bringing it around based on the, the psych, the liturgical cycle versus Christmas. And certainly Christmas is yeah. still always the, the still end game. And we still have always, always had Santa as part of the mm-hmm. the story. St. Nick and Santa, yeah. you know, I mean, everybody's way of articulating that is different, but for us, it, it was just the magic of the season, no matter what, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, Advent just allows us to make it go more deep inside, keeping it inside our homes, keeping it inside your heart, and then how you pour out to other people when you walk mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and really like spreading the joy, the peace, hope, and love. I yep. think I think I got the four of them. <laughs> joy, peace, hope, hope and love. love. Right. Did I, did I, I think that's okay. pretty right. Yeah, yeah. So the four the four this pillars. Is mm-hmm. This is peace week. So the four four different weeks of advent but i think like for us advent season is from you know the last weekend usually in november until christmas and then christmas day starts christmas season for us until january 8th so or epiphany yeah so for us we're usually doing both we're celebrating we're going to mass we're doing advent each week and then we're also decorating for christmas and i think over time and this is kind of like a side note but over time like i think i think i've seen such a decrease in like the more secular christmas and more of an increase in the christian christmas and more advent at least in our home too and really stressing the importance of the reason for the season i guess and so i think that's something that's worth noting for sure Mm -hmm. is like really focusing on what's your focus during the season and so I'm sure you can speak to that better than I can but how did you I guess start to adapt your thinking from all the Santas around the house to more of the nativity scenes and realizing the importance of the season so I've always loved a nativity I mean forever and ever and ever I mean how many How many of them do we have? Go check out that little thing that, you know, we'll put that picture up. We should put the picture up. Yeah. Um, Your father's so funny. He went and took a picture of everyone (laughs) of the holy family. He put it in a collage. So, and I'm looking at, there's two that I know we've had. One that we're looking at right now that I actually got 17 years ago. It's a wooden one. Oh yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I got that when I was selling Southern living at home stuff. And that. That was a long time ago. well, it was 17 years ago. Was, your brother was just about a year old, right? Yeah. And then the one that we got from Lennox, and each year we would add to that. And I love that one. And then I found 
a couple different vintage ones along the way. So I wouldn't say that I collect them, but I guess I do. And hmm. and a couple Holy Family pictures. I think I have one from Kelly Brown. I can't think of who it is. Mm-hmm. It's a her. It's not. Yeah, I think it's hers. But you can again link link that. Mm-hmm. So how did I start to do adapt that? I feel like about five years ago, I went to an Advent retreat, which is where we met a good friend of ours for the first mm-hmm. time. And shout out to you, Janine. <laughs> She'll um, be on the show later on. <laughs> you might be on the show later too, right? And at the time, in this Advent day-long retreat, we talked about Jesus in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about Mary in the afternoon of this retreat at lunch. And then we mm-hmm. came back and talked about Mary's role. And I think what sort of clicked a little bit is because I didn't grow up Catholic per se. Like I grew up, I think I always know that I was, and there are certain reasons why I definitely know that I was drawn to it from early on, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was around people at 14 that were kids, friends of mine from high school that were already, you know, immersed in that. And mm-hmm. then I had been in churches for certain things in weddings and, you know, just different things that, you know, too long of a story to talk about <laughs> now, but I know that it was always happening. Mary was there. And I think that day it was like, it's a missing piece that I I, disconnect, I was disconnected with in a way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else to explain that. Mm-hmm. And I think it just turned it on. And I remember even that might have been the year. I talked about that picture the other day of you guys taking the tree up the Oh, the yeah. It was that same year that I heard, like, even the, the story, right? Like, the pageant. And mm-hmm. something, like, clicked, like, wait a minute. This is, and I remember, I'm going to get teary-eyed. <laughs> I remember you guys always saying like certain times when I'm in church and I get emotional about hearing certain readings of of the Bible, like how many times have I read them? And I've been reading the Bible since I've been like the smallest thing with my Mm -hmm. little Bible, right? (laughs) 10 years old when I was baptized, chose to be baptized, that there was something about this story that just was like about the family, right? About this family that, you know, I mean, and I just wrote this thing about how in the joy of Scott Hahn's book, the joy, joy to the world about how the family is the hero in the Mm -hmm. Christmas story in a way. And it wasn't like I was trying to strive for that. It was just like, that's what we were doing. Like Advent is about the family and how the family is and how God is trying to really bring about his story through the family. And we were trying to live that Mm -hmm. not, forcibly it's just what we were doing like we were going to church we were doing these things i mean and how many years later when your kids are old enough to make those choices just in the last few weeks or so where it's so important to you guys that you go to church on christmas eve speaks so many things to me about how that really was such an um important thing for us right that Mm -hmm. we kept going to church and going to church but i think at that moment i i just i feel like it just was all the other stuff was noise, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It was things of the world that just, I, I'm not turned away from Santa and I'm not, it just, it just didn't fit in my house anymore. It's just like even at Easter, the rabbits, they're cute, but they weren't in my, they weren't part of the story for me anymore mm-hmm. for Christmas or for Easter. Like I didn't need to, it's because that's all I knew before secular Christmas, Christmas and Easter there was faith always woven in in some biblical way, but not in a liturgical way. Yeah, a huge but, difference. Right? Huge difference. So 
I think that that probably maybe sort of answers it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so each Christmas, I mean, and this is this year because we've had more time at home, right? <laughs> a lot Not more. Right, but right, a lot more. <laughs> Got a problem with that? No, <laughs> not at all. So a lot more time at home where I, I actually normally take through the whole month of December to decorate, as you know, as I add yeah. things. And then like the last week, I'm like, why did I wait? Why did I wait so long? I shouldn't even have bothered. No. Yeah. yeah. But some of it is true because we're always running to this event and your brother's in a show or this one and this one and this one or whatever is doing that. But I was able to pretty much get all of the decorating that we wanted done just in the last week. Mm -hmm. And when I went through my stuff, I, I recall that there were a lot of things over the last couple of years that I didn't bring out. And I just didn't feel like I wanted to. And I didn't want to get rid of them until I knew that I just don't, I just don't have a, I just don't love it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe this year, like we did last year with Easter, mm -hmm. not at Easter time, but the year before, got rid of a lot of Easter stuff. Mm -hmm. Definitely got rid of a lot of Halloween stuff. Mm -hmm. Not because it's, I'm, I'm too good for it. It's not that. It's just, I just I don't, I'll let, I'll go out and bless the world with it. If somebody yeah. wants it, we've given stuff, a lot of stuff away that me is not, it doesn't hold meaning to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good explanation. <laughs> does, that, does that sound like what you're, yeah. you're wondering? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that I've seen it for myself is that, you know, I used to want, I don't know, little Santa pictures or something like that around my room during Christmas time. And now it's more like, okay, where's the advent wreath? Mm -hmm. Like, what can we do for that? And one of the things I remember from high school, and I don't think I've ever heard this before, is my my teacher used to say, let's listen to Advent music instead of Christmas music. And not that there's anything against Christmas music, but it's just funny because, like, it really is, that is the season. And it's become kind of so immersed in our world to just be the Christmas and the holly jolly and I don't know. So I thought that was, that was kind of funny. I was like, Advent music, like what, what's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Gregorian chants or something like that. Could be that, but I think it's more just things. And, and you already know the answer to, mm -hmm. to this, but for someone who might be wondering, I think that Advent music is more of, yeah, Christmas music is Christmas music, but Advent music is, is, Music that evokes... To see the hand gesture. I mean, you should see the hand gesture. <laughs> oh, if only you could see the hand gesture. It's, it's just a contemplative aspect to right. music. And it just evokes more deep, you know, a prayerful, every walking prayer of sorts, right? Yeah. I mean, you know that when I'm trying to think of something to write and I can't... There's two things I do. <laughs> you ready? You yeah. know what they are. What are the two things I do when I want to write? Well, the first thing, first thing for me, at least, is I always hear the Sonos turn on <laughs> and worship music starts blasting through the house. And I'm like, mom is listening to music because she needs to write. That's the first thing. Because something's happening. Something's right? happening. She needs to hear those lyrics to be inspired by something. Second thing is she turns on our GoPro app and listens to the, the gospel of the Truth. day. <laughs> well, what is the really big place that I always always and you come downstairs and you're like are you exercising or are you writing oh yeah she comes on the treadmill <laughs> and she treadmill literally stands she thing. stands on the treadmill it doesn't move she stands on the treadmill well, it's moving i'm just it's... standing on the outside <laughs> because i've been walking and something happens it's this it's this thing right? but it's funny because like ian and i always sit there and we're like okay how long is she gonna write before we actually hear her on the treadmill <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay, usually it's a good 40 minutes and you're standing there. You're just but writing I've, and writing I've and writing. I walked or run on it but before that for even maybe 15 minutes. And then I thought, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, it's like when people think in the shower or something. It's like her thinking I'm it's on the treadmill. Could be walking, but we yeah. just don't get out walking as often right But now. you're always with dad. And so like that doesn't usually yeah, spark your... Yeah, I can't your... think when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to him, He's no. He's not a great walking partner. He's not a great... Contemplating partner, if you will, not right? Ne- <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah. No, we have different brain space that way. Yes, you do. Yes, you really do. <laughs> you really do. Anyway, um, in more ways than one, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> grief. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. How do you make people feel welcome in your home and in other spaces like the internet? I remember you did that challenge that one time with one of your friends on and the internet it's like what would your ideal internet space look like to make people feel welcome how would i make people feel welcome well that's a question that's really hard to answer Mm -hmm. at the moment because hospitality obviously is my thing and that's yeah it goes back to being a kid and wanting to have lots of people around Mm -hmm. and i often thought that it had to be a lot of people Mm -hmm. to to feel that way and when i had a lot of people at one given time Here's a big dum da da dum <laughs> light bulb moment, whatever you want. It wasn't what made me the happiest. Yeah. It became a lot more stressful than I I wanted wanted it to be. Because not because I couldn't put that kind of event together, because I can. It was more I couldn't in, engage with everybody that was often in there in a bigger space like a great yeah. bigger group, right? And I would always go away feeling like, what? I invited this person, but I didn't get to talk to this one or this one and this one. So, you know, while we had great gatherings, it always left me feeling a little bit empty because mm-hmm. I couldn't get to other, to everybody. You know, like at a wedding when you have, as the bride, you're always having to try to encounter everybody for a short bit when you invite them to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Note to self, have a very small wedding. Is <laughs> it much, it really, there is a lot of thought to that, right? Yeah. Intimacy in that, community is a lot more fruitful, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you make them feel welcome? I think is just, you know, now it's hard to bring people in, you know, and if you are bringing people in, you're doing it in a smaller scale. We have a circle of friends, very small circle of friends (laughs) who have encountered come and going with us over the last several months, Mm -hmm. over the last however many months that, you know, yeah, yeah, same people the circle has been small and there are people that we, you know, know that we can open the door to and open your heart to. Right. Yeah. And when you invite people and, you know, you hope that you're not just inviting them in to, to see your pretty table, mm-hmm. that you're actually opening them in, opening the door. I mean, to also see the, the broken parts. Right. Yeah. Right. And not that you would just throw that out to anybody, Mm-hmm. Not that you would throw it out to anybody, but that you would throw it out, opening the door to the to that vulnerability to people that you know are going to be receptive to it. Yeah, an understanding of it. Well, I will say that I'll add quality over quantity, and I think we've realized that a lot in the last couple of months. Is when you haven't had those relationships with people, 
the ones that you do get, you want to spend as much quality time with them as you can because the quantity of the time that you spend with your family is becoming a little overwhelming. So it's the quality that you really want to have in a relationship. Outside it's, relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think you make a good point that when quality over quantity in relationships, I guess, right? So mm-hmm. if in this time that time off from a lot of social, you, I think a lot of social interactions, I think you, you definitely start to see like, Oh, you know, you're not like, it's not a, it's not a thing where you're being judgmental or mm-hmm. it's just, you, you believe you learn where your time, how you're spending your time. Mm-hmm. How have you spent your time? How are you? And, and when you're giving out, things out to the world are you exhausted by it are you Mm -hmm. are you renewed by it are you you know are you feeling like you're getting it's a give and take and i think in in lifetime i mean in my half a century have learned that no not yet (laughs) that you how are you what you're you're spending your time doing and you want it to be life-giving, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not able to give back because things become draining, you know, you're just, you're just boundaries are so important. And we've been given boundaries so much in these last nine months that we've mm-hmm. been kind of, you know, like forced upon us. It, it's almost hard to like not see how boundaries can challenge us and can strengthen us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So... I don't know. I think, you know, you're right. Quality over quantity has really reinforced the people that you're spending your time with, you know, and, and it's, it's just how we've always spent our time has just always been around people and always loved being around people. But, you know, when you're exhausted by so many things that are coming at you, that you are out of, out of your control, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be a little bit mindful, more mindful about how you spend that and, and how, you put out to the world a little bit, is yeah. that, you know, or allow others to come into your world so that you're, that you're in spending that time in the most life-giving way. Because yeah. when your life give, when you're filling up that life-giving space, you're able to serve and give back to others. Yeah. You got to fill your bucket before yeah. you can fill others. Yeah. I always remember that analogy, but I think that's a good, good note to end on, but it's finally time to talk about our special, your special project. And what you're you looking think? at your notes like, what are you talking about? Like, what special project? <laughs> oh, not the word peace. I thought we were going to talk about peace. How we need to bring peace into the world. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that is we so, could. Well, how we bring peace into the world. I'll just, I'll, I'll actually go back to that because you yeah. didn't bring that up to me that you wanted to talk about it. And you didn't just ask me that, but I will say this. It does go back to the things that, about Advent, and I think when we had a little tech problem here that's why we uh, that's why we got dis- distracted from the peace word and you might not know it as a listener the, the tech problem that we yeah had. the peace that by reducing the amount of things that display advent versus christmas in the world is one of the ways that we brought peace to the house mm-hmm. i think it doesn't mean about abundance versus not abundance or simps or like minimalist, minimalist yeah. versus not minimal it's maximalist is <laughs> Some of my good buddies or decorating buddies that love that use that word it has nothing to do with that. 
it has to do with what brings peace. Yeah. To me, for Christmas, Christmas trees with white lights brings me peace because it calms, you know, already like creative, chaotic mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, versus having a lot of Santa with lots of color and, and things that over engage my mind. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if I see nativities and, you know, my cute little Saint, Saint Nick, you know, the bell snickle mm-hmm. that I have a collection <laughs> of. The bell snickle, if you don't know that yeah. word, you'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, Just watch them. The Office. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, have that in, you have that as a reference. <laughs> I have the actual German thing. Yeah, that's true. Those things have brought peace, you know, like in mm-hmm. and just the, the, the mono, monochromatic kind of color scheme that we like to do with mercury mm-hmm. and, you know, velvet ribbons that are neutral colors, grays and golds and, you know, navies or reds, but very neutral, right? Even though red's not, but that's typically the very little bit of color that we have. Yeah. So peace comes in that and, and what you're spending your time doing. Again, we're going back to this year's so unique, so it's hard <laughs> to say how our pieces rattled a little bit differently this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially surrounding schedules because we're sort of limited being around Mm -hmm. out in the world. So now that brings me to our special, our special, our announcement or whatever. Yeah. It's already announced. It's already been announced. (laughs) Our our fun little light of the world shirts. Yeah. And again, back to not having Christmas shirts. Yes. We do love our um, elf t-shirts. Yes. we were looking for advent type like shirts and so Just, we made them. Yeah, yeah, so we did. Well, you yes, made them. Yes, you did. You helped me, you helped me with that. <laughs> the, yeah, the shirts. Help me implement it. That's, that's pretty much how we did it. Exactly. The shirts are, well, we have two designs. We have Light of the World and then we have Come Let Us Adore. And we made a fun little reels for that on our Instagrams, which was so fun. Yes, did, that was by accident that it turned into a reels. Yeah. That was viewed more times than I could she kept I was a little nervous about how many times it was viewed because it just <laughs> I like to not be in front of the camera I'm behind the camera kind yeah, of person, exactly so. exactly but the shirts are now available for purchase limited quantity left very very limited quantity left so if you want them you can head to houseofloveandlaughter.com slash shop which will be linked down below and they're very comfortable for a pajama like so oh, if you give christmas eve pajamas and you they're get so soft shipped out before the end of the week or by the end of the week yeah so if you time. guys order them by december 16th they will be there in time for christmas christmas eve right? christmas eve mm-hmm. for sure but the sooner you order them better so that you don't sell out in your size an extra shipment for it because the the yeah yes i hear and all the shipping companies are extended and overextended with shipments right now yeah exactly so. exactly so don't forget to check that out because that was a very fun project and of course we have our regular merchandise shirts available but christmas ones are a limited quantity and a limited time only i'm wearing my love and laughter t-shirt right so now. am i oh, <laughs> yeah i'm wearing the blue one underneath the blue love and and then <laughs> i the think i love lives here. here on yeah this here and then the aprons that are fun you know yeah the idea is to spread some light love and laughter through in the world perfect yes. i love it well thank you for joining me on this episode today i hope you don't have to edit this too much <laughs> <laughs> me neither because i have two more finals to to take today 
can't wait till finals are over because as soon as yours are done, the girls are on break. I can't wait. Don't well, then tell I'll them just, I said that. I'll just, I'll just extend my week then. They'll really hate me then. <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you so much for joining me on this second episode of Podcast Miss. There will be a bonus episode out this week as well. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow mom on Instagram. Hers is linked down below as well as mine. Um, have a wonderful week and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Goodbye.